Happy Sabbath. Uh, we here worshiping God, correct? He's supposed to be here. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Amen. We serve a living God, not a dead God. So we must celebrate God and what He is. Forgiveness in God's DNA. I don't know about you, but many times, many times, I struggle with forgiveness. Many times in the past. And for the last, I would say, three or four months, I've been studying about forgiveness. And I was trying to understand forgiveness, trying to remove the theology, because sometimes the theology that we bring makes the concept very difficult to understand because there are so many steps. And I hope that today I can bring you forgiveness, Bible forgiveness, but in a simple way. In a simple way. I have seen in the church many Christians struggling with God forgiveness. God forgiveness in the church. That's our family. God forgiveness in the family. Destroying families. You know, the word pictures that we don't have to forgive, we have to have revenge. But God asks us to forgive. But before we can forgive, we need to understand who God is. If we don't know who God is, how can we understand forgiveness? So my purpose first is to understand who God is. And from there, we will understand what forgiveness is all about. So let's start. He is good, he's kind, he's truthful. Keeping mercy for thousands, giving iniquity and transgression, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. He's for a forgiving God. By no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children. He's a just God. He will do justice. So that is God. That is who God is. He is the source of that. He is the source of mercy. He is the source of gracious, of grace. He is the source of long suffering, the source of good and kindness. He is the truthful, and He is forgiven, and He is just. That who God is. And there you go. Let me go. There you go. In the book of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, it talks about love. And it says that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
Um, it does not dishonor others. In other words, it is honorable. Um, it is not self-seeking, uh, selfless. Um, it is not easily angered, so he is self-control. It keeps no record of wrongs, so he forgives. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. So he is a his love is righteous. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres or endures. And love never fails. So, in John, 1 John 4, 8, it says that he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Agape. God is agape. So we can say that what? God is equal what? Agape. That's who he is. Actually, if we God go back to our verse, we can replace the word love for what? For God. And it says now, God is what? Patient. God is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. You see, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He is righteous. It always protects, always trusts. Always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. That is your God. Amazing, huh? That's our God. And I praise God for Him. Because that's not the picture that the Word brings to us. Uh, let me see. Hey. So, what does it have to do then? He said, oh, one more. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So, God is also what? A creator, he is life. He actually is life. So, what is God's DNA? What is God's DNA? God's DNA is who He is. And we must celebrate. We must rejoice in who God is. And I see so many Christians sad. Sad because they don't understand who their God is. But God wants you to understand it today. This is, what is happening here? There you go. There you go. Let me go back. There you go. So God is life. Now, in his DNA, God has the different attributes that we mentioned. I want my church to read out loud. If you can read it, I hope so. The words are going to start popping on the screen. And I want my church to read out loud 
and rejoice of who God is. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's start. God's DNA is merciful, gracious, all That's your God. Amen. That is your God. That is his divine nature. Agape. You cannot change that. It doesn't matter what you do. You cannot change God. Do you understand that? You cannot change how he feels about you. Do you understand that? That's your God. Maybe we can understand his DNA when we read this verse. For God so loved Agapao. Agapao. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Agapao. Actually, Agapao is the verb for agape. It's agape in action. Agape in action. In other words, God in action. God gave himself. Agapao. God in action. God gave himself in his son. Everything that God is, is in that word, loved. Agapao. Everything. Everything that we talk about, his DNA, each one of them are in that word, agapao. In action. But we are talking about forgiveness. And forgiveness, God is forgiveness. It is not only part of him. He is forgiveness. Do you understand that God cannot hold a grudge on you? He cannot. Because it's not part of his DNA. It is not part of his DNA. He cannot hold a grudge on you. So when he said, For God so loved, he starts to say, saying, I forgave the world. I am not only forgiving, I forgave. He's doing that because he already did it. God forgive you before even you sin. Even while you're sinning. Even after you sin, God has forgiven you. It's a reality. It is a reality. And you said, this is strange that God forgave me? I thought God is going to forgive me. No, brothers. 
God has forgiven the world in his son. That's why he gave his son such that his forgiveness can be available to you today. Let me maybe make it a little bit clear. Um, hey. Next. There you go. Maybe this verse will clarify a little bit what I'm talking about. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lost. Where? Where is Jesus now at this point? On the cross. He has been mocked. He has been beaten. He has been crucified. He has been stripped off his clothes. They did a lot of things to Jesus. Still hanging on the cross, he said that what? Father, forgive them. Well, if somebody tells you, please forgive them for what they are doing to me, what I'm telling you, that I already what? Forgave them. So Jesus is not so telling the Father, forgive them. Jesus is saying also, I have forgive them. But they, they haven't not asked for, 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 for forgiveness. They haven't repented. They are nailing him to the cross. But Jesus has already forgave what? Those that trespass him. His enemies. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So, when I look at Jesus, I'm looking at whom? The Father. So, if Jesus on the cross forgave those that nailed him to the cross, who also forgave him? Forgave them. Who also forgave them? The Father. Because Jesus is what? The image of the Father. Actually, he said that he didn't do anything on his own. Correct or not? So God on the cross was making his forgiveness available to you. Do you understand that? How big is that? It's not that he's going to forgive you. It's that he already forgave you. Do you understand that concept? And we struggle with the devil. No, we, God will not forgive you. We, God cannot forgive that sin. What? That's what Satan wants you to believe. Because he doesn't want you to know the secret. That you have been forgiven. You have been forgiven. So the next time that Satan comes to you and says, God cannot forgive that sin. Say, hey, I have a forgiving God. He already forgave me. He already forgave me. Jesus is equal to the Father and equal to forgiveness. 
So forgiveness is in him and forgiveness is yours. If we are forgiven, why do we have to repent? Good question, no? If we are forgiven, why do we have to repent? Well, let's see. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to what? Why do we have to repent? Because we are what? Sinners. Preaching a baptism of repentance of, for the remission of what? What does repentance do? do? Redeem us. Yeah? It, you know what it means? It makes God's forgiveness available to you. It makes that God's forgiveness can become a reality in you. It's not because you are not forgiven. It's because you are not accepting His forgiveness. That's the problem. That we are not accepting His forgiveness. Many times, maybe because of a lack of faith, but many times because we don't even understand. We're still struggling. Can God forgive this? You are forgiven. Accept it. Accept His forgiveness. Don't allow Satan to hold you down. God pays the penalty for you in His Son. So how does it work? Uh, okay. The human race was created on God's image. That means when Adam and Eve were created, okay, they were created with God's DNA. They were merciful, patient, loving, caring, but after the fall, we receive a sinful DNA. Now we have what? We walk toward what? Sin. We learn hate. Okay? To fight. To argue. We don't forgive. That's our sinful DNA. And it drives us to death. So... After the fall, there was no other option for us. We were what? Our destiny was death. But when the plan of salvation was put into action, God's DNA, including His forgiveness, became available to us now. Now you have two options. You must decide if you want to continue in a sinful path or if you want to come and accept God's DNA and His forgiveness. It's our decision. It is not God's decision. It's you and my decision. Now we have two options, death or life. In Jesus, we receive God's DNA. That's His grace. That's everything He has done and continue to do for us including forgiveness. It's in Jesus that we receive it. But what happened after we are forgiven? 
If we come to God and we repent and we give our sins to God, what happened? Well, God is very clear. And this is another part of his DNA. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You, you will cast all our sins into the depth of the sea. What? He will cast our sins, where? Into the depth of the sea. But look at this. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. That's your God. That is in his DNA. You cannot change it. You cannot change it. It doesn't matter how bad you behave. You cannot change God. It doesn't matter how good you are. You cannot change God. So, I want to talk a little bit about this. He says that under sins, under sin, I will remember no more. Hmm. I ask you a, let me ask you a question. I thought a little bit about this. He will not remember our sin anymore. Let me ask you a question. Imagine that, you know, one day you were driving, okay? And you were maybe with a friend, family, and a drunk driver hit your car. And somebody in the car that you love, okay, died. Let's say that you forgave that drunk driver for what he has done. You forgave him, okay? Can you forgive him? For, not forgive. Can you forgive? Forget what happened. Can you forget that that person that you love is not any, long, any longer with you? Can you forget that? No. But you can forgive the person, correct? Let me ask you a question then. If you as a human being cannot forget what happened, how can God forget what happened? If you as a human being cannot forget, how can God? And this is the beauty about this, about God. Look what he said. I will. I will. Remember, I will. He's choosing what? Not to bring your sins back. He's choosing. Once you repent, he's choosing not to bring your sins back. Have you ever asked for forgiveness with somebody that you have argued or something and you ask for forgiveness in the way you behave or something or something that you said? And in another occasion, you are talking with that person and you start maybe arguing or whatever. And that person that supposedly forgave you brought back what happened maybe five or ten years before. 
God will not do that to you. That's the point. God will not do that to you. And the climax of this is after sin is completely what? Eliminated. You will live eternally. Okay? And God will never bring back your sins. Wow. Wow. What a God we serve. In summary, three points I want you to remember. God has forgiven his enemies even when they have not repented. God has forgiven you even when you haven't repented. That's his DNA, my brother. You cannot change that. That's his DNA. Accept it. Accept his forgiveness. Accept his forgiveness. Repent. Because God, God's DNA is available to you through Jesus. God's forgiveness is available to you through Jesus. Second, God's forgiveness and all his DNA is available to you through Jesus. That's the second point. And the third point, after repentance, God has promised not to remember or bring back your sins. So, brothers and sisters, God is a God of forgiveness. Don't struggle. Don't struggle anymore with forgiveness. He has forgiven you. He is not going to forgive you. He has forgiven you. Accept his forgiveness. Repent. Come to him. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the devil. That God cannot forgive those sins. You know which, which sin God cannot forgive? Which one is? When we sin against who? The Holy Spirit. When we reject the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the only one that can bring you to repentance. And accept God's forgiveness. He's the only one. Why? He can forgive all the rest of the sins. Because he has already forgiven them. They are already forgiven. That's why he can forgive everything. Because he has already done it. In his son. And when his son died on the cross. He made God's grace available to you and me. Who he is available to you and me. But through Christ, we receive who God is. And who God is, is his divine nature, agape. We receive that. We can be merciful, like God is merciful. Do you understand that? We can be patient as God is patient. We can be forgiven as God is forgiven. Because it's our. God is giving himself through Christ completely to us. 
So, what about us? If God, through His Son, is giving Himself, is giving all who He is, all His DNA to us, and when Jesus living us, His DNA, God's DNA living us. So what about us? What about our relationships? Well, according to God, God says that we must forgive our enemies. Oh, it's not that what God did. And he's telling us, forgive your enemies. It's not what God did. But wait, wait, wait. I cannot forgive my enemy until they repent. No. That's not God's DNA, brother, sister. That's not, not God's DNA. God's DNA forgives. Forgives. There are no buts. He forgives. And that's what he wants to do with us. He wants us to forgive. The second point of who God is. God will not bring back your sins when you repent. If God doesn't want you, it's not going to bring back your sins when you repent. When somebody comes to you and repents, don't bring back those sins. Don't bring back those sins. Because when you bring back those sins, you're telling that person and you're telling God, I have not forgiven you. Have you heard the term, I forgive, but I don't forget? You see, that forget is telling, I don't forgive you at all. That's a lie. I don't forgive, but I don't forget? You know, of course, we don't forget things that happen in life, yeah? Many things that we forget. But big things, like the death of somebody, we don't forget. But the point is that God is calling us not to bring back those sins that the people has already repented on and, that has, and have asked you for forgiveness. Don't bring that. Don't bring that in your home. Husband, forgive your wife. Wife, forgive your husband. Children, forgive your parents. Parents, forgive your children. And don't bring back those sins that they have repented on. So, God is not only forgiveness. He wants us to become what? Forgiveness ourselves. And the thing is that He is providing that. He's providing the power. He's empowering you through His DNA that is in Jesus. It's the only way. It's the only way that we can reach true forgiveness. May God bless you and happy Sabbath.